Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. This is Evelyn Bowden. Welcome. Black History Month, February 2017. Ordinarily, we highlight people from history like Marcus Garvey. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Shirley Chisholm, and Thurgood Marshall. Remembering the people and their time, I take this opportunity to say thank you. Coming out of slavery, our forefathers and mothers knew they had to become landowners if they were to gain economic freedom and independence. History tells us of the slaves becoming educated holding political office, and owning land as early as 1879. Fast forward to the 1960s. In the midst of the push for civil rights and voting rights, I want to talk about how now business ownership is the key to economic freedom and independence. And to illustrate, I will look at the community where I was raised and how it's changed over the years. Tonight's broadcast is titled, Not Knowing the Value of What You Have. Coming out of slavery, our forefathers left us with land, and in some cases, hundreds and hundreds of acres of land. And there were businesses, community businesses in the black community, uh, where Store owners were black people, and they, the customers were black people. And when you really look back, they were doing, in some cases, a lot better than we're doing today. Here, again, we are in 2017. I thought about, in preparation for tonight's program, the area of town where I grew up. And I went, in my mind, from house to house, and I identified or remembered the different businesses or what those uh, individuals did for a living. In perhaps a two blocks area, and maybe not even that much, but we'll say for the sake of this program, a two block area, there were people in a wide range of professions as well as business owners. There were the traditional barbers and hairdressers and seamstress. But there were also construction contractors. There were auto body repairers and a couple of mechanics. There was a corner store. There were people providing child care services. You could even get a healthy home-cooked meal. didn't have to go to the fast food restaurant. If you did not want to cook or were not able to cook, you could get a healthy home-cooked meal right in your community. And every house had a garden providing healthy vegetables and fruits. Um, in fact, our own property had different types of fruit trees on a small portion of land and provided us with the fresh fruits and again, I said uh, every home just about had its own home garden. 
the elderly lived at home well into their 80s and 90s and most without major debilitating illnesses in the professions there were teachers and principals uh, piano teachers electricians plumbers painters masons and yes schools well, special ed and social promotions did not exist. But today, most of that is gone. The same community is now described as lower middle class, less educated, even with 75% of the population being high school graduates or more. Most of the landowners, probably all of the businesses, have just about disappeared. In a few years, this community will cease to be primarily because the inhabitants fail to see the value of what they have and because outsiders totally see it for the gem that it has potential to be. This town has highways, railroads, and waterways. And nationwide, this pattern is playing out in the black community, not realizing the value of what you have and letting go of that which you should hold on to. As a people, there's a failure to see the value in owning and preserving family and community businesses. Everyone is seeking a job, and a job keeps them just over broke. Working from paycheck to paycheck, not knowing about savings and investing, and the value of keeping the dollar each dollar within the community for as long as you possibly can. There are initiatives now in some areas that hold some promise, but most of them come with some drawbacks. There's the buy back the block, and I think that's a good one. There's also the push to support black businesses, and with black businesses, there come the problem of finding black-owned businesses to support. I recently looked at a newly published list of uh, 100 black businesses to support. So I looked at that list, and then I looked at my own pattern of spending and isolated what types of services that I would need. I would need medical care, primary care physician, a dentist, I need a heart specialist, and uh, an eye doctor, and of course the drugstore and I would need an insurance provider, not on the list. I would need access to a grocery store and farmer's market, not on the list. I would need occasionally, not very often, but I would need a clothing store and a shoe store. And I would also occasionally need uh, access to a hotel or bedding and breakfast or hostel. And I would need access to a driver or driver services. And again, none of these were on the list and none of these are available to me in the town that I live in. When I come back, we will take a look a little deeper into black business ownership. An American slave call and response song. Ho, Emma, ho. The black woman, a hard worker, even in slavery, as the song says, works harder than two grown men. And yet, even today, even today, so undervalued in 2017. In a prior broadcast, I talked about black employment, how it was 
heavily concentrated in certain fields, how the black population was concentrated in state with low job openings and low projected job growth. Well, this is also true for black businesses, heavily concentrated in personal care products, apparel, and accessories, very little presence in areas of projected growth and demand, unable to compete even for federal contracts, where they are also faced with a declining pool of contract opportunities. One reason I was personally pulling for the TPP deal of the Obama administration because it offered opportunities for international trade and removed existing barriers for the truly small business. Also, there exists the problem of black people not spending enough money with black-owned businesses. If this trend continues, black business community will cease to exist and no one is to blame but us. I looked at a chart which illustrated the power of business ownership. You can find a link to it on the website EvelynBowden.com. The chart tells the story of the difference in impact businesses have on their communities. Also illustrates why a conscious tactical effort must be made by and within the black community. Not by government or a president. There are things like businessmen and women must do and also things the black community must do before any efforts from the outside can be of benefit. The chart that I was looking at shows that black-owned businesses currently create 1 million jobs, enough to employ 4% of the working age black population. It generates an annual revenue of $187.6 billion, and that's enough to give every working-age black person a check for $7,000 every year. In contrast, white-owned businesses generate 55.9 million jobs. They can employ 44% of working-age white people. Their average revenue, $12.9 trillion, and can give every working-age white person $102,000 every year. 2017, black-owned businesses generating 1 million jobs, white businesses generating 55.9 million jobs. Black-owned businesses can employ 4% of working-age black population. White-owned businesses can employ 44% of white population. Black-owned businesses generate an annual revenue of $187.6 billion. White-owned businesses generate $12.9 trillion. Black-owned businesses can give every black working-age person a check for $7,000 a year. White-owned businesses generate enough revenue to give every white working-age person $102,000 every year. Along with the many obstacles uh, to business growth and development, such as access to capital, 
There is the problem of not being knowledgeable about business demands and projections. A state delegate in one of the top coal mining states said, We didn't develop alternatives because we thought coal was going to be here for the next 90 million years. It's not. For all its dangers and health risks, coal mining paid well, even to black coal miners who made approximately 30% less than their white co-workers. Now hit with the reality of fewer and fewer mines, workers and communities scramble, looking for alternatives. Community planners are a must, not just for business, but also for jobs, education, infrastructure, and a look down the road for trends nationally and globally for things they can draw from to ensure communities continue to strive. Just as our ancestors coming out of slavery recognized the need for land ownership, education, and political participation if they were to obtain economic freedom and independence, so too must we realize the importance of those things and the importance of owning and supporting black businesses. Visit the website, EvelynBowden.com, and join me again on Let's Talk with Evelyn Bowden. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.